Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Welcome to the COB. I'm Juliette Sarley. Let's get you caught up on where the market is set to close the trading day on another busy reporting season. The SIPO 200 up by a third of 1%. The ASX 200 looking a little bit uh, flatter, only up 10 points or a tenth of 1%. 7,663, of course, earnings season very much in focus. And let's take a look at uh, our three themes of the day. I put zip dips there because zip shares are falling even though it has returned to profit. The buy now, pay later uh, company seeing US sales and revenue hitting record levels, overall revenue up by around 29%. No dividend, which wasn't expected, but uh, shares being sold off along with the likes of Tyro. And we spoke to the Tyro CEO earlier today as well. Mind the Gap, another report showing just how much of a pay gap there uh, remains, particularly when you look at uh, some of these lucrative roles, uh, men uh, earning more than 20% uh, more than women. And when you look at, uh, of course, the bonuses taken into effect as well, which is often those more sort of male dominated themes that pay um, industries that pay bonuses, 19%. And this according to the Workplace Gender Equality Agency. So we've got a long way to go. Inflation beat uh, Japan's inflation numbers uh, for a third straight month in January, beating forecasts. Uh, holding the central bank's target, though, at that 2% target. But it does really just keep alive that theme that could we see an end to negative rates from the BOJ, perhaps as early as April. All right, let's get you caught across some of the sectors that we saw today. Of course, coal's very much in focus with its numbers. Coal's up 5.5%. Woolies up by almost 1%. Treasury Wine Estate and Endeavor Group doing very well as well. A2 Milk to the downside. When it comes to the tech space, we talked about Zip and Tyro. Wise Tech Global, though, having a very solid day today, up by about 7.4%. Uh, looking at some of the real estate stocks, they are all lower. And uh, let's get you caught up on some of the top stories as well, because, of course, consumer staples, certainly the standout sector. Uh, Coles up 5.5%, the best daily gain since the start of the pandemic after it posted better than expected results. Woodside actually rising despite the fact that net profit did fall, but it was less than anticipated. And uh, we had a higher oil price today as well. Woodside cutting its dividend though. Zip, I mentioned falling along with Tyro, uh, down 13 and 10% respectively. Investors booking profits there after both companies posted better than expected results. Uh, and both companies have risen ahead of those as well. Remember, Zip is also... Uh, the, I guess, furor around this uh, takeover target as well. And speaking of takeover targets, Illumina among the biggest losers down uh, 5.5%. It swung to a net loss of 150 million US and we're held a final 
dividend. Let's get all the latest in terms of reporting season. Martin Crabb from Shore & Partners joins me. We've been talking about your sort of report card view of the reporting season. Where do you sit now when we're towards the end? Yeah, it's um, it, it looks good from afar, but far from good. I think it's a, yeah. good, a good title that, that a colleague of ours uh, used in, in a research report this week. Um, if you look at beats to misses, Juliet, mm. there's probably been two beats for every miss. So it's been a... From a headline perspective, companies coming out and doing better than analysts thought, but we've seen downgrades. So it's like conditions are better in the short term than we thought. We're a little bit worried about about the second half of the year. So we've seen about 76 or so of the big companies being downgraded. Their 2024 earnings estimates been downgraded versus about 60 on the upgrade. So you'd think with the two to one beat ratio, that would be around the other way. So um, it's a bit, little bit like the Coles result today. It's like the um, you know the, the the revenue probably wasn't as strong as people uh, would have hoped, but their their margins are really good. So those companies that have managed to see the inflation coming and they've managed to adjust their cost structure and they've managed to keep their prices or even put their prices up, knowing there's wage pressure coming through. There's been really good beats on margins all through reporting season. Where there hasn't been a beat is in the outlook statement. Mm. So outlooks have been 60% of companies, I think, saw sales deteriorating versus 20% improving. So that's where the downgrades have come from. It's more in the outlook statement. So more of that today, but some big moves today. I think um, Reese plumbing up almost 20%. Yeah. Wise Tech, again, on the back of the rally yesterday and the upgrades have come through. So some, you know... We, I think the last three weeks we've used the analogy of a duck swimming across the we lake. Have. <laughs> the market hardly moved today, but if yeah. you look in the screens, there's up 20s and down 20s all over the place. Yeah. yeah. I know Danny will be sad to be missing today because this is one of her favourite topics. Where have right. all the builders gone? Yeah. There's not many of these companies left. It's really interesting, isn't it, that you know, the, people have been talking about the M&A cycle will come back as soon as rates start, stop going up because mm. basically you can work out what your funding is going to be. When rates are moving, you've got no idea what your funding costs are going to be. So we've seen in the past you know, two or three months the A, B and C of building, so Adbri, Boral and CSR mm. all received bids and you can loosely throw Alcoa's bid for Illumina in that as well in that you know a lot of aluminium goes into building as well uh, it's a little bit of a stretch but so as asset allocators or in investment managers how do we get exposure to the Australian construction cycle a lot of the big players traditional players have got out or looking to get out so if I think Lendlease and Leighton's and all those companies they're, they're sort of almost not on the boards Lendlease wants to get out of construction so Boral CSR um, you know, Hardy's is a global player. It's just hard for people to get exposure. So I think what we're going to see is that mo- that residual money that's coming out of the sector will just get rotated into a small number of stocks. So I think things like Reese, Reliance, maybe Brickworks, Solpats, these sorts of stocks. But it's just really, it's a big industry. It employs about 10% of Australians, and yet you can't invest in it on the stock exchange. It's mm. quite bizarre. Mm. And, uh, you know, the French takeover there as well, getting involved. Um, let's talk about the macro perspective. You're saying three green traffic lights. What are they? Yeah, so the things we look at for asset allocation, Juliet, are growth financial conditions and central bank positioning. So in the presentations I've been doing to clients around the country, it's like all three of those are green. And normally when they're all green, markets do quite well. So we're not that surprised that the markets are performing quite well. Mm. So that setup is the composite leading indicators, the PMI data, the financial conditions index, and the shape of the cash futures in almost every country are supportive of equities. The problem is valuation. 
valuation yeah, looks good. it's red light <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean you ideally one or four you don't typically all four because if mm. if there's you know a really good macro setup then it's already in the price a little bit so what is flashing red definitely amber but potentially red is that valuation the pe ratios which are a, a nice easy way to think about things 16 and a half for australia 22 for the us kind of 17 global mm. they're pretty big numbers um, just getting back to reporting season, I mean, you talked about the, the misses and, and the beats and all of that mm. kind of thing. But if you were going to just take a broader view of it, and we spoke about this last week, it is a lot better than what people were expecting. But as you say, it's the next six months that could be the concern. Yeah. And for investors, do we worry about this year at all? Or do mm. we start thinking about 2025? Because I think the point, trap yeah. you can get caught in is, oh, learning's going to be terrible in the second half. I just, I'll just hold off buying stocks. But if the, tw- if the outlook for 2025, and this is why, you know, St. Gobain, one of the biggest building materials companies in the world, is buying CSR today. Yeah. It's not because of the 12-month outlook, because there's no houses being built. Yeah. It's more about what does this look like longer term. So I think, I think the issue there for investors is to say, well, this reporting season's telling us things aren't as bad as we thought, which means interest rates are probably going to stay higher for longer. But the, the release valve is going to be there. Inflation's going to come down and we're going to get cuts next year or the end of this year and 2025 starting to look really, really good. So I think it's difficult. And again, we're talking about this PE being on 12 months forward earnings. What, what's it like on 18 or 24 months forward? It probably starts to look a lot better. What does the duck do? <laughs> the duck just keeps swimming, doesn't just it? Just keeps swimming. Just keeps swimming. A little bit slower perhaps until 2025. <laughs> Martin, always good to chat. Thanks so much. Martin Crabb Thank you. from Sherwin Partners. All right, let's get to our stock of the day. It was Coles. We had Ben Clark from TMS Capital and Francesco Destratus from Audmanet sharing their views. There's always regulatory pressure, not in, in every industry. Um, you know, we've seen it in our industry over the last five years as well. Um, so it, it does. We're just taking its toll. Uh, yeah. Yes, um, and it, 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 it does take its toll on on margin. But but the the you know, Coles and Woolies, yeah, you know, they're big enough to sort of navigate their way through regulatory issues um, and not incur. Uh, large expenses. Mm. Um, the smaller retailers probably not so much. But um, I think um, um, yes, it's a risk. Um, I don't think the the government can impose huge regulatory um, impositions on on the retailers. Otherwise, they're just going to. It's not going it, to. It'll increase their costs. So therefore, all it's going to do is squeeze their margins, and retailers aren't going to be better. Oh, sorry, consumers aren't going to be better off for it. Really. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Amazon, etc. They are continuing to grow very aggressively in this country. They're, that would be the biggest free kick for an offshore multinational that you could probably give if you did do something there. So it's complicated, and I, I think it was more Brad Banaduce like that. It was not well handled that last little bit, but he was actually really well regarded in the market. It's easy to forget Woolies was in a lot of trouble when he took over. They mm. had a terrible time. And I think he did a great job riding the ship and returning the business to growth. Um, and I think it was more the market was sort of disappointed he was moving on. Well, just a programming note that our annual subscriber survey is open until March 11th. Um, and of course, you can join here, get in the draw to win uh, $5,000. We'd really love it if you could take a few minutes and fill it out so we can make Ausbiz better for you. And to sweeten the deal, someone... <laughs> Excuse me. 
That's not what you want when you fill in that survey. The anchor's sneezing. But to sweeten the deal, someone is going to win a managed investment portfolio from MPC Markets worth $5,000. And there are other prizes too. Go to osbiz.co slash survey24. Let's get you to the market leaders though today. Reese, they're out with its numbers. Martin touched on those. I spoke to the Helia Group CEO earlier. She was pleased with their results. Tilix, WiseTech Global, Coles, all looking good. To the downside... John's Ling, a wee bit nano, Helios, Illumina and Block. And having a look at the small cap leaders and laggards. Step one is there again, up by over 12% to the downside. We have uh, Articore, Silk Logistics, DGL, all coming under pressure today. So what is happening overnight? Eurus Durable Goods Orders. Uh, Bar, one of the FOMC members, will speak. We've also got uh, Consumer Confidence, Richmond Manufacturing Index coming through. And uh, in terms of the day ahead, Australian CPI, the cash rate decision from the RBNZ followed by a press conference. Also earnings from Flight Centre, Worley, Neuron, Fortescue, Beach, Telstra and Woolies will trade ex-dividend. All right, let's have a quick look at where the market is. The SIPO looking better than the ASX 200 for sure. It's up a third of 1%, whereas the ASX 200 is only up 10 points or about um, one-tenth of 1%. If I just have a quick look at uh, the movers in terms of the overall gain on the ASX 200, virtually unchanged over the last five days and the year to date, I reckon we could just say that every single day. It doesn't seem to move very much. Um, So very range-bound, as Martin was talking about. You've got to look at where the valuations are and whether or not uh, you want to get in. But of course, another very, very busy day on reporting season. We'll have more for you tomorrow as well. Join us from 10 a.m. Eastern. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.